0: Hello and welcome to the Incremental Gains podcast. So today's a little bit different. There's no conversation. I'm going to be reading an excerpt from chapter three of the Incremental Health audiobook. Next week we have our first one-to-one in-person podcast so I'm really looking forward to that hence why there is no conversation this week. But we're going to look at chapter three, self-talk. So when I first read about this idea of self-talk, it was a difficult one for me to grasp. Other topics that I've discussed, I've learned from experience, from my own experience. Again, no one teaches you this stuff in school. And in my opinion, if they did, we wouldn't be seeing the rates of mental health that we're seeing now in our young adults. Now I've read several interpretations of the idea of self-talk from various authors and different speakers. And if you're interested in reading about this further, there's Dr. Steve Peters in the Chimp Paradox, Stephen Pressfield, War on Art. Any sort of information you can read up on about NLP, Neurolinguistic Linguistic Programming, is also good, specifically the communication model. Maximum Edge CIC also run workshops around this idea. And if you're a little bit more esoteric, you can find a really good book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Self-talk, put very simply, is the conversation you have with yourself every minute of every day, every second of every day. To understand this, you need to be aware, first of all, that you do actually talk to yourself. For some people listening or reading this it's, it's a weird idea to get your head around that you do have this internal monologue. You do have a little voice inside your head that constantly narrates and offers opinions all day. I think we have about 40,000 thoughts in a day on average. So one more thing to be aware of is that more often than not, your self-talk is negative. And that's an important thing to grasp. We very rarely give ourselves pats on the back. At least mine are always negative anyway. So I think, I think that stems from, from our great ancestors and how we survived, how we became homo sapiens, to be constantly on our guard and thinking of the danger first, it kept us alive through evolution. Now for the majority of, the majority of us, we're not dealing in life and death scenarios in life, but our brains are still wired for that danger, for that survival. There's also the issue that that Ross Edgler, and I've spoken about him quite a lot, he researched what we call the central governor theory in his book, The Art of Resilience. And he talks about Tim Knox and how our bodies constantly want to be in a state of homeostasis, a state of balance. Once we start pushing that threshold, our bodies go into a, a survival instinct. And as Ross terms it, the our brains pull the physiological handbrake. I definitely read that book as well. The Art of Resilience. I think I've recommended it before in some of the, um, the weekly gains newsletters that I've put out. Basically, bottom line is our mind will give up before our body does. And if anyone who's familiar with the Steve Prescott Foundation, Steve Prescott's mantra, what the mind believes the body can achieve so it is a powerful tool. In essence, what I'm saying is that our self-talk will talk us out of things. Such a simple statement, but that's essentially what's happening. We talk ourselves of so many situations. We talk ourselves out of so many situations. That's what happened to me when I left the MOD before I started to write the blogs. Again, this brings us back to the present now. So I was offered the job, working with the charity sector. And like I said before, in the previous episode, I was suffering a massive case of imposter syndrome. My mind was telling me that I wasn't worth it, that I wasn't good enough, that I would fail. So why try? I will get laughed at. Now I really want to try and solidify the idea that anytime we step, step out of our comfort zone, i.e. try something new to become uncomfortable, our mind, or to use the term from Dr. Steve Peters in The Chimp Paradox, our inner chimp. It wants to restore balance. It wants to restore this homeostasis. Just get back into cruise control, not rock the boat. The reason for this I found in my own experience are three reasons, and these are key to getting your head around. So the three reasons that we, we never try things new or we never step out of our comfort zone are the fear of failure, fear of being ridiculed by our peers, and the fear of change, the fear of actually achieving desired results. We spoke about this fear in the episode previously with Martin, um, Justin McKeon. We spoke about these inherent fears, and now stepping out of our comfort zone, sometimes you've just got to get over it. First of all, you need to be able to stop listening to the chatter that goes on inside your head. Stephen Pressfield the war on art calls it resistance so before we go into how i learned to stop listening to myself the first step is actually being aware that it's actually happening so whenever you you have a bit of quiet time you've got no distractions your phone's not there try and be aware of what thoughts are going around in your head what you're actually thinking about and it's not an easy thing to grasp it's taken me a while to get my head around this and understand that A lot of my thoughts are the barriers that I put in place that have stopped me achieving things in the past. And it wasn't easy for me either, but if nothing else, just being aware is a massive win. So congratulate yourself, give yourself a pat on the back, turn that negative monologue into a positive, and actually give yourself some credit. So I'll use the example of my job offer to try and show you how, how it worked for me. This talk is heavily influenced by Paul Mort, who I'm currently um, inside one of his programmes. And the way he describes stuff and explains how stuff works in terms of the mindset, although I thought I knew, I knew it, it's a different spin and much more of a take that I can, I can get my head around. I can understand it the way he puts it across. So, I definitely check Paul Malt's workout. So, I've, this is heavily influenced by him. Again, we're not trying to recreate the wheel if it works for me. And I got it off him, and I tell you about it. So, this is how I got my head around self talk. So, in life, an event happens. In this case, I got offered a job. Now we all are, we have a perception about this event. So we perceive the information. I make a decision about the event and then I take action. Life is all about decisions and actions. Our decisions are based on perceptions. And this is where the self-talk happens. So self-talk starts happening between the perception and the decision. So if you've ever read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, again, I'm dropping loads of recommendation in this episode, but I would get on that book. Um, it's about his experiences in Auschwitz. And if you can imagine the worst case scenario ever to happen to an individual, probably can't go far worse than being a prisoner of war in Auschwitz and to quote Viktor Frankl between stimulus and response there is a gap and this is where you can choose your response that's pretty powerful stuff but you have the power to choose you have the power to choose your behavior and you have the power to choose your thoughts in every any given scenario or situation in life But your self-talk predominantly is going to be negative. So you're going to have to have arguments in your back pocket ready. Just imagine you're in a court of law and there's a prosecution and defence. You're going to have to come up with your own defence against the prosecution. So my inner chimp, when I got offered this job, was telling me you can't do this job, you're not good enough. It's well above you. So my defence, in my head, I was saying to myself, well, I wouldn't have been offered the job if I wasn't qualified to do it. My inner chimp, who do you think you are? are? You've changed. So my defence, change is a natural part of life. You've got to embrace it. Embrace this growth mindset. So just see kind of a dialogue there between your chimp, as Dr Steve Peters puts it, You're in a monologue, resistance. You've got to have your defenses ready. Otherwise your chimp will win every time. So using this model, I learned something really interesting. And this goes into a chapter I'll discuss a bit later on about how our bodies and our minds are connected. There is no body and mind. It's all connected. It's one thing, the body-mind connection. Everything affects everything else. The moment you understand them as one thing, I guarantee it'll change the way you look at things. It may seem obvious, but it wasn't to me at the time. So what I learned is this, self-talk is affected by your perceptions of an event, how you see things. And again, it links back to what we were saying about a growth and fixed mindset. If you see things through a growth mindset lens, You're always going to look for opportunities and ways to grow. Whereas if you look look at things through a fixed mindset, that's not always going to be the case. And it's going to affect your self-talk. So perception, what affects perception? Your state affects perception. Your state will affect your perception. So the state of your mind or the frame of your mind when this event happens, is this making sense? I hope so. So let's use the job offer as an example. I was offered a job change, a change in career, from driving to charity work, working with mental health and veterans. So I viewed this event through a growth mindset. So I understood this was an opportunity to better myself, better work-life balance, to improve my health, to have weekends off, to spend with my wife. So my state of mind, my state of mind at the time of having these thoughts, or having this in the dialogue was in a good place, I was in a good frame of mind. I was feeling good physically and I was focused on growth. Personal growth, emotional growth, financial growth. So let's take the opposite of that scenario. So I received the job offer. Imagine if I've been out on the piston night before, I've been binge eating shit food all day. I'm a bit tired. I'm not a good not in a good frame of mind, I'm narke. I'm on over I think about the job offer, I've not got my defences ready for that inner chimp, and when me inner chimp starts saying, and me in a dialogue starts telling me I'm not good enough for the job, who do I think I am? Don't change, people won't like you if you change Dave, you'll be found out if you work there, you're not qualified. Now, because I'm in a poor state and I haven't got my defences ready, I'm gonna tend to agree with me in a monologue, and I'm gonna look for evidence to support the prosecution. So I might come up with arguments like, "You are right. The funding was only for a year, so there's no point because at the end of the year I'll be I'll be made redundant, to be contract to them, so I have to go and find a job anyway." I'll stay in HGV, it's comfortable, the money's okay, it's secure, I know where I stand. So thanks, but no thanks. And again, you look for evidence to support the negative thoughts. So do you see how that worked for and against me? State is the key to affecting self-talk and having those defences ready for when you're in a chimp, you're in a resistance, you're in a monologue starts telling you you're not good enough but I hope that's something you can get your head around even just, even if the only thing you get from this, this conversation today is the fact that we do talk to ourselves and you can stop and listen to what thoughts are going around in your head it's going to be a hard thing to grasp maybe for some you might already be aware that this is what you're doing for some people it might be a game changer this Understand what your thoughts are, and when you talk to yourself, what are you telling yourself? Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time for chapter four.